Hello everyone, welcome to Random Encounter 271 or 271. My name is John O'Logan and you know what, we don't have a lot of time this week for preamble or talking about what's going on in the world because it is not E3 um, and the weekend is over. There are still some shows to come, quite a few shows actually. It's Not E3 is a little bit more spread out than usual, but a lot of the big ones have happened and the big news has dropped. So we decided we're just going to do it, and we're going to we're going to focus in on all of the shows that uh, have happened thus far. So, joining me today is an all star panel. Welcome, fearless leader Mike. Hello, I am here. Awesome, Hillary. Hi, Alvin. Hello, and a returning champion from last year's Not E three, uh, Stephanie. I don't even remember that. <laughs> I mean, you show up at every Not E three or E three <laughs> presentation. It's a joy. I love it. Live from our respective homes this year. <laughs> As every year. Well, you know, not the E3 years. Was, mm. You know, I still, still miss it. You know, it leaves a bit of a sore spot. For you, it was a sore spot for you. My first one was supposed to be 2020. I was so excited. Um, but, you know, oh, well, it's not like maybe I'll go. Maybe I get to go to E3 next year. <laughs> um, well, maybe you can go to Summer Game Fest next year because now there, there is an event at least. Yeah, there are opportunities for other shows. Yeah. There are opportunities for other shows. And maybe we'll maybe we'll indulge in that. But the fact that it's a little or bit more digital tickets to digital events. <laughs> that it's decentralized now is it makes it a little bit more difficult to justify a single trip. That's fully fair. Yeah. 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 Especially when you're in Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so let's dive right in with some of the shows that were going on. So the first show of the week. Well, technically the first show of the week, we covered them in the last episode of Random Encounter a little bit, was the uh, Sony State of Play. And uh, oh, what was the other one? There were two of them. Um, but these are the these are the ones that are like composing the not E3 proper. So first up, we had the Gorilla Collective 2023 showcase. Now, the Gorilla Collective is always uh, the equivalent of getting waterboarded with indie titles. Um, it's just so much so we've cut it down quite a bit to talk about some of the games that are in our coverage. And even then we had to cut quite a few of them out uh, because it's, it's just a really, really great show. And it was, it was a solid show this year. Semi-related, we'll be hiring at RPG Fan again soon. <laughs> yes, that will be very helpful at this point because the, this week has been... Uh, so much to cover. Yeah, Alvin is part of the news team and the news team has been doing uh, insane work the last couple of days. So, and, and a few pinch hitters. So, uh, thank you, Alvin and others. Um, so the gorilla, (laughs) yes. (laughs) So the gorilla collective, uh, 2023 showcase, uh, (laughs) it featured some, uh, it featured some interesting looking games. Some of which have been in early access for a little while. Uh, the one that really caught my attention that was, has been in early access for quite some time is world of horror, which is a one bit adventure horror game, uh, it's, it's going to be coming out, uh, the full version, the full release is coming out on October 19th of this year. And it is, uh, it's an, it's a one bit horror game. Uh, and it is, it looks very, very menu based and it looks bizarrely terrifying. Like it's looked so interesting to me for quite some time. Uh, so I'm really excited to see a little bit more of this and hear how it actually plays. Indeed. Wait, what was it called again? It's called World of Horror. Great graphic style. Oh yeah, this one. I think I remember seeing this one a while back. They finally showed it again. Yeah, it's been early access for a while. Whoa. Yeah, that actually looks really cool. Yeah, the kind of pixelated graphics are really well done. Yeah, they are. It does look wonderfully terrifying. I'm you to look it up the way, the way I just did mid-podcast. <laughs> Which is totally um, fine because, like I said, there's a lot of freaking games. There's a lot, yeah. Um, uh, World of Horror, it, it, uh, one-bit style of graphics 
I think it lends itself really, really well to horror because it is intentionally minimal minimalism. It's like black and white or with maybe some shades of gray. So if you, uh, if you're inventive enough, you can come up with some disturbing stuff and this has some disturbing stuff in it. I, I still can see that like a lot of PlayStation one horror games are really scary just for that reason where you're like, they don't really look that good and it kind of makes it scarier because the graphics are kind of, you know, janky and dated. Yeah. The muddiness yeah. actually helps. I think it works in this one because it just kind of adds this like sort of grungy look to it just because of the, the color palette and graphics. It's, styles are used. it's yeah, it's black and white, but like the texturing is still quite vivid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like that fleshy face looks pr- pr- pretty, pretty fleshy and moist. <laughs> well, moving on to something that's a little bit more. I guess it actually, I guess it actually does uh, involve some horror, but less, probably less <laughs> psychological horror and more uh, demonic horror, which is called Demon School. So this has been on our radar for a little while now. It's like a, well, it, it, it looks like a 2D pixel persona uh, with turn-based battles. It looks like high school kind of stuff. Uh, interesting graphic style and a game that I think if you're a persona pl- a fan, you might want to check out. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, I, I'm... Obviously, I'm saying this as the Rhythm Encounter host, but every time they release a trailer, like the music they've been showing so far too, really, really good. Like, I just like the the energy, the visual style and the musical style. I think it's really, really distinctive and cool. So. Yeah, I'm hopeful. It's like it's taking some fun elements from like early Persona games. So. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I say 2D style Persona, I mean, well, exactly that, because Persona wasn't always 3D. Um there was a time. We'll be talking about that later. Really? Yeah. It's another good mix of, of pic- pixel graphics <laughs> and, uh, and 3D settings. Or 3D really? Yeah. There's a Persona before one at, I mean, before three? <laughs> <laughs> yes. In fact, there are. Persona 3, 4, and 5 are Persona 1 and 2. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask fans, they'll say, no, there was 1 and 2. If you ask Atlas, they'll be like, nope. <laughs> It's such a bad joke at this point. I'm really hoping they get the the you know the Persona three out of their system and actually revisit two. I don't care about one, I'll be honest, but like two is at least really, really worth revisiting. I'll be Absolutely. a little bit sad that they didn't. Yeah, I had so much that fun pretty... playing Eternal Punishment. I would like it to be updated. Yeah, it'd be such a good one to update, especially you know I think like some of the people who are now grown up with Persona three kind of would appreciate the older cast at this point. Yeah, so I think it'd be kind of cool to go back to and revisit them. So really cool. There's a cool bunch in that. I mean, it's kind of funny that anyone thinks that they're going to actually get Persona 3 out of their system. They're going to be milking this for a few years. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. That's true. I hear the Persona 5 announcements aren't even done yet, eh? Like, like rumor, rumor still going around that they still have like a few spinoffs yeah, possibly in the works. There's a Persona lot of rumors Kart. going around right now. I should Persona say that. Kart. Atlas yeah. cannot count to six. <laughs> All right. As long as oh, I can man. be Mitsuru uh, and go around on the motorcycle i'm good with oh, yeah. Kart. oh yeah she couldn't oh, ride a car she'd have to be on a motorcycle yeah she she can't even drive a normal car she only has her m m2 license <laughs> her m oh license. right right licensing. <laughs> um yeah anyway sorry to derail what's next it's okay it wasn't derailed it, it drove slightly it off the was. road in the cart <laughs> <laughs> it's a shortcut it's a shortcut <laughs> to exactly. questmaster to Questmaster, um, which is a 2D Zelda-like that allows you to create dungeons. Basically, it's Zelda Maker. Um, right. To the Very point cool. where I'm, I'm when I debuted, Nintendo was probably like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are not shy about the Link to the Past uh, visual style they're using. It looks just like it. Yeah. There's a dungeon here that looks like even the same color palette looks the exact same. Yeah, when I say it's a 2D Zelda-like, I don't. it's actually not even a Zelda-like. It's like, 
it's 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 Zelda. It's 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 a, borderline, it's a borderline about lawsuit. to be se- cease and desist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh huh. Oh, look, there's there's a snake on a grate with only the tail that is targetable, and you have hearts for life. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's they're not subtle about it. But you know what? Nintendo hasn't made a Zelda maker yet, so. Uh, Someone should do it. And I think it looks really nice. The closest thing I came to was a uh, kind of a terrible little side quest in the remake of Link's Awakening. And it was uh, yes. not good. Dante. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dante. I, spent I didn't even a- try it after everybody like bombarded it with hate. So I didn't even try it. Like, is it really that bad? Eh? It's just boring. It's just boring. boring yeah. It's not bad. It's just. Cares, I, well, I did it a little bit because I think, you know, if you do. Some well, minimal amount. Like a fun full Zelda maker. You just had like a few different elements. You right? Yeah, like pre-made rooms. Yeah, I, think. Yeah, I mean, just, where's the fun? You can in position that? them together, link them together. But it was um, basically this, a remixer, some more than yeah. a maker. Yeah, I think yeah, that worked yeah. for the Skyward Sword dungeon. But yeah, I guess in practice for a little side content, it's like no, who cares? But but Questmaster <laughs> yeah, Questmaster looks like pretty pretty thorough. Like you like define like you know lily pads on the water, and like this this thing slides over here, and this is interactive, and clicking on right. this does this. It looks really neat. Yeah, and there are different tile sets for the dungeons. That could be fun. I hear like the stuff that like the Zelda team goes through to make those puzzles is super super difficult. So I think it might be cool to like actually harbor that interest in people. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it will be too. Because um, I, I mean, the- like kind of like Mario Maker, people have made some fascinating stuff with it. So it'd be cool to see what can be done with the Zelda format instead. Well, there yeah. have been prior Zelda quest makers in the past. Um, some of them are actually quite good. Uh, that, you know, people can build their own Zelda quests, their Zelda stories. I'm not even talking about fan hacks like Parallel Worlds. I, I mean, just like... I do hear there's a few great fan hacks, too, actually, at this point. Like, it's been around so long, of course, there is. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. including, I mean, just fan hacks like uh, the the Randomizer, for example, but also Parallel yeah. Worlds and a few others. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what people can do with a tool that is specifically designed to create dungeons. I don't think they're doing overworld, though, so it'll be interesting to see how the dungeons are linked, if there's going to be a story. Like, uh, is it going yeah. to be a, is it going to be an RPG, I guess, an RPG maker style of game, or is it just going to be focused on the dungeons? That'd actually be pretty interesting. They have a story mode in it. Yeah. <laughs> you get through the story after you've designed eight dungeons for it. <laughs> <laughs> I know one of the more, more interesting things I played early on when mario maker 2 came out was we found a a level someone made that was basically set up like a metroid game oh geez yeah and you had to escape yeah you had to escape like you can go back and forth and like like i didn't think you could even build something like that out of it so if if this has enough tools to like really let people break the mold that would be interesting yeah Mm -hmm. now someone who just finished uh Tears of the Kingdom. i'm a little zelda out zelda out right now but it does look pretty cool how dare you Look, you reach 140 hours. See how you feel. I I am at 95, friend, and I'm not feeling that yet. So we'll see. We'll see if that changes in 50 more hours. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, let's move on to another game that's been inspired by the 1990s, which is Sacrifier. So Sacrifier has been, we've seen it before. We've seen some uh, visuals and some trailers of it. Uh, It has a HD 2D style of graphics. Um, Obviously, very intentionally inspired by RPGs of the 90s. Specific, specifically, I would say the P, uh, the PlayStation era. Uh, it looks pretty damn good. Yeah. I feel like it was one of the earlier ones that like was announced with the this like Octopath-style graphic. The um, environments mm-hmm. look really nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, other, I ones have, gorgeous. other ones have been announced and released in the meantime. I think this one's been in development for longer than a lot. But, uh, you know, what we've seen so far, like, it shows. Like, it looks like it's very polished shaping up to be something really cool 
Well, hopefully it is. I mean, it's been in the works for quite some time. I don't think we still don't have a release date uh, yet, even with the stuff we've seen. I don't think we do anyway. No, it's very easy yet. to lose track of uh, news at this point. Um, and it has music from uh, Sakuraba. Yes, Sakuraba. Sakuraba. Is he doing the whole soundtrack or just parts of it? Because he's got so. He's- I don't remember on that one. There's like so many, right? Yeah, so many of these, especially when there's like a Kickstarter campaign, like they, they do get like some famous composers mm-hmm. as a guest, but like their trailer yeah. just just has his name. So, um, oh, dang. I actually hope I hope it is just him because otherwise that would not be fair to anyone else on the soundtrack. Yeah, I believe it just says music by. So, wow. Wow. Okay. yeah, right. it doesn't say yeah. contributions. He does so many other things. He's probably like, Meh, what's one more soundtrack? <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> I'm good at this at this point. Let's crack one out. Yeah. Ooh, they changed the logo font for Sacrifice. Looks nice. Furthering the, uh, there's like, there's going to be a lot of uh, pixel art based games in the Gorilla Collective because it's, it's mostly indie titles. Um, another game that got announced is Dark Deity 2, which is a sequel to Dark Deity, which was a Fire Emblem-like SRPG uh, that got released, was it last year? Two years ago at this point? I remember, yeah. Yeah, not long ago. Like, I wasn't expecting a sequel. <laughs> Relatively speaking. Yeah. Relatively speaking. <laughs> yeah, we gave, it a, we gave it a 91. We gave the first game a 91. Looks wow, cool. Wow, that's too. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, well, we gave, <laughs> we partially gave it a 91. Audra really, really liked it, um, if I oh, recall okay. correctly. Audra really liked it and gave it a 91. And uh, Corey oh, did, you try did it and you're not. Like, oh, okay. Corey did not. Corey gave it a 79, which is not a yeah. bad score. No. Okay. But not a 91. Yeah. So this is going to be, it looks like it's going to be a much more, uh, an evolution of what it is. It's, you know, it's, it's going to be an SRPG in the style of Fire Emblem. It's going to be loaded with various character choices uh, and things like that. So, I mean, if you've been looking for a good, there are, there are a lot of really interesting looking SRPGs coming out uh, that have been announced the last couple of days. SRPG fans have been eating good. Oh again, yeah! Finally, after so long. Did you watch the trailer for it? Uh, for two. For two. I did Anyone? not. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's, oh, I it's, it's very short, but uh, the the battle animations are a lot of fun. Like everyone, everyone has to spin their weapon. They're spinning oh, swords and spinning staffs, and yeah. it's just I don't that know. sounds like the Game Boy Advance games. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that started getting really nice. Yeah, clearly inspired by, but there's nothing wrong with being inspired by. No. no. <laughs> um, speaking of inspiration, uh, a game that we have been looking at for years now. I think it's made a few I think it's made one or two appearances on Biomutant. Which the... <laughs> <laughs> we're a little late there. Um, yeah, okay. I was gonna say WrestleQuest, but yes. Oh yeah, uh, that Wrestle, one, yeah. WrestleQuest has appeared on uh, a number of our uh, looking forward to. I think it. De- I feel like it debuted last in last summer's thing. Was it last summer? I feel like it was longer than that. But anyway, oh, there no. was like so, another similar game. I think. Uh, yeah, that involved maybe not wrestling, but yeah, just kind of these Wrestle Story. Yeah, Wrestle Story is a new one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, WrestleQuest is. I mean. It, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a wrestling RPG. Um, but more importantly than that, it actually finally. does. Fe- <laughs> yes. It's, finally, it's been, it's such an obvious, uh, an obvious idea. Um, yeah. So it's been out for like the, the demos and, and various things. There's a demo of it, right? I think so. I lost track, honestly. Yeah. I, I don't know that there has been on this one, but uh, I can say it was, it was announced last March. So it is actually. Okay. Oh, okay. wow, those new story titles. <laughs> um, yeah, and it does feature actual, like, wrestlers, and specifically wrestlers that I remember from when I was a kid, like 
Snake the Jake Roberts. Wait, Jake the Snake Roberts. I was supposed to say Snake the Jake. That doesn't make any grammatical <laughs> sense as a name. Um, Macho Man Randy Savage. So there's like identifiable wrestlers in this game. Uh, and it's going to be a pretty standard 2D turn-based RPG. Um, enemies are on the world map, so you can avoid them. There's going to be you know classic RPG puzzles and dungeons. It's just going to be themed after wrestling. I think it looks like a lot of fun. Like this, yeah. I am not part of the wrestling world or community, but I know that every time that game comes up at RPG Fan, all the people who are yep. are really excited about it. <laughs> right, and I'm, and it seems to be like it's really you know it's made by people that really know and understand this stuff. So right, I've got to say it. What out of nowhere? It's Russell Quest with a steel chair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. I mean, if, you're welcome. That's how they should. That's how they should launch it. They should just do a shadow drop and. <laughs> Create an animation of one of the characters hitting the person watching with a chair. <laughs> yeah, just suddenly the game is out. There you go. Yeah. That's uh-huh. all you need. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like we got to contact the marketing team about this. Yep. Let's work Let's together. <laughs> you, can, you can see the trailer. You can visualize it. Um, speaking of things that I can visualize because I've been visualizing it for a while. And okay, I have to... I, I have a disclaimer for this game. Y'all podcast so, people call- and your segues are incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's a game called Little Guardsman, uh, which is it's a LucasArts style adventure game that's a mix of point and click uh, adventure game and also Papers Please. Um, uh, and this hang is hang on, I'm googling it. It's Canadian, Steph. Ooh, I like that. Yes, and the reason why I know it's Canadian is because one of the founders of the company who is creating oh, it and yeah, it's very cute. Uh, one of the <laughs> one of the founders is a very very old friend of mine uh, who I work with in. Uh, uh, music theater for years so that's my disclosure there i know scott i know scott christian really well um and i know some of the writers of this game because it's it's toronto based it's canadian and yeah it, it looks really really good like ignoring the fact that i know people involved i would want to play it anyway i, I gotta admit i'm laughing at the line uh huh. in some of the screenshots about the cyclops how interesting i have a drawer full of monocles at home that i've been meaning to do something <laughs> with yeah, I don't know anyone making this game, but I think it looks adorable. Yep, it's uh, really cute. I think I actually. Oh my god, the Cyclops eye is so wide. Yeah. When it was <laughs> so announced like looking. months ago, I saw the screenshots, but I saw I watched the new trailer for this event, and it just looks adorable. And like the voice acting is spot on. Yeah. Yes. Obviously, I'm not going to be reviewing it because that would be a conflict of interest. But we'll likely review it, and I'll find I'll give it to somebody who I I trust. These to. like high cartoony graphic uh, indie games are getting super impressive lately. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like we had that one that was like uh, like the old school medieval manuscript last year. Oh my god, I'm brain farting. Pentiment. Pentiment. Yeah. Pentiment. Gorgeous. Wow. There, yeah. Like, <laughs> what a fun ride. There was one. Uh, Johnny, you might know what it was. It's like it looks like an old Disney movie, but it's like a, it's a horror game. Um, I don't think it's something we cover, oh. but the animation was like it looked like you were watching a you know Disney movie from like the fifties or something. Like she almost she looks like oh, vague, yeah. vaguely Snow White ish, but like the animation. Everything. She's she's got Aurora's dress. Yeah. yeah. Ah yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks neat. Like it's one of those things, uh, like Little Guardsman, where you're like, huh? Like even now, I'm like I'm still surprised seeing that kind of animation in a game and it's really cool yeah i mean there was one game we don't cover it at first it looked like a ripoff of um uh cuphead uh and it still kind of does because it has oh, like with the wizards yeah that yeah, looks yeah neat. With the wizards 
But then they kept showing things and it kept shifting animation styles. So it like starts as like kind of a Cuphead-esque 1920s, 30s rubber hose style animation, but then it would switch between that and like anime and a few others. So that looks kind of neat. It does. Oh my God, that's a lot of assets to make then. Yeah. I know. And especially to make them look not just not just good, but also the brilliance of Cuphead is that there is nothing about that game to, that does not look 100% authentic of the era that they're trying to replicate. Right. So putting in the effort to do that for so many different graphic styles would be a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> At least I think it'd be a lot of work. Anyway, so there were a lot more games in the Guerrilla Collective showcase that we are not going to cover. The last one we are going to cover uh, is probably of interest to Mike. It was called One Lonely Outpost, which it looks like a sci-fi Stardew Valley. Uh, you you land on a planet, it's empty, uh, you start to farm it, uh, and people start arriving. Basically, it's kind of, you colonize a planet uh, using Harvest Moon, Story of Seasons, uh, Stardew Valley style farming. Well, that's just smart. I'm surprised nobody thought of this. <laughs> it looks really... It looks really neat. Uh, there is there is a an odd thing about it. I think last last time we talked about it on the podcast is they really really shifted their graphical style. Yeah, we mentioned mm-hmm. it at, at, in like games we'd like to see or like upcoming games at the end of our farming episode, and that was one like when that aired or when we recorded that. Yeah, like they shifted they, from complete pixel art to complete three D environments. They just completely redid the graphics with, but like, but. I don't know. I want to. I want to see how it turns out because it's it's looking a little better because it's like they're 3D graphics, but the textures look like they are still pixel based. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. like 3D pixel things. Um, I don't know. I'm still I'm still very interested in the setting. I think. Wait, here uh, I go again. What's the What's the game called? Uh, One, One lonely, lonely outpost. outpost. It It still looks cool. It It looks different from that used to, but uh, I think it's a cool setting, and I don't don't know that it's been done before, so. Yeah, I, I want to see it. They're robot cows. <laughs> Do they still moo when you squeeze their udders? I feel like as as robots, they wouldn't need traditional udders. You probably just like plug something in. Interesting. No, I'm just picturing like they don't function at all like traditional cows. Their actual function is to like clean up the air or something completely unrelated. <laughs> oh yeah, they're just <laughs> instead like instead of polluting the systems. air like the cows do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There are actually there are actually machines like that in the Horizon games that that do resemble i think they resemble buffalo oh um, wow okay but i do Did like the idea that? of just cows that cows that clean the cows that clean the air that's pretty funny and instead yeah. of they just have like six usb ports on their <laughs> underside yes <laughs> are they is it at least usb c sure <laughs> it's the future okay good. depends on apple made it or not <laughs> <laughs> is this an apple no cow? it's lightning <laughs> oh god <laughs> yes Thousands of years in the future, Apple is still using lightning cables wherever they can get away with it. Mm. Well, let's move on to what I would argue is one of the biggest shows uh, of the not E3 week, and that is the Summer Game Fest. So Jeff Keighley's show sort of, I don't know, he didn't even really take the place of E3 because, I mean, Jeff Keighley's show was sort of the the centerpiece of E3. He just kind of spun it off into its own thing. So this is like the, I don't know, the the Fraser to E3's cheers. Um, I mean, <laughs> I like that comparison. There, there, was definitely, there was definitely some, you know, announcements when that happened where the ESA was like, oh, well, yeah, you know, we're going we're gonna to do something now that he's doing his own thing. And uh, uh, yeah. anyway, I, I think. Sort of just fell it, in his lap nicely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Worked out well for him. I'm always, yeah. 
I, I like how concise the show was. Like the dude moved it along right away. Yeah, <laughs> There's a lot of true. scattered and like awkward applauses. <laughs> I'm always impressed that he has a tweet ready right when something for E3 gets announced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he like I mean, right a winky emoji or some bananas. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, yeah. I still I still would have been happy if like midway through he just shifted hosting over to either Nicolas Cage or Pro Z D. Like I would have watched that absolutely. <laughs> Yo, Nick Cage had a lot of enthusiasm. Like Al Pacino at the last thing was just kind of there, and he's like, "Yeah, my kids like it." But like Nick Cage was totally spinning. Al Pacino did not know why he was there. <laughs> yeah, you know? no. Nicolas Cage is just like, "I want to fuse with you." I'm like, I "Okay, <laughs> we're gonna fuse together." I love that. I liked his attitude. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think that uh, rather than Keanu Reeves being in Cyberpunk 2077, it would have been great if it was Nick Cage. That would have made the game. (laughs) Any amount of bugs would have been worth it for that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Keanu was a great choice, but I think, yeah, uh, he would have hammed it up further. Uh, Keanu was sort of morphing into Nick Cage in a lot of ways, though. (laughs) Like, they're, they're kind of filling the same niche. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so, right? Let's move into Summer Game Fest. Um, there was a lot introduced here and a lot that we do not cover. Uh, but there were some games that we cover. So let's start off with Path of Exile 2, which is going to be our, I guess, our back doorway to slightly talk about uh, Diablo 4, which we do not talk about because, you know, there's a lot going on with Blizzard. So we just don't cover, uh, we don't really cover Blizzard right now. However, Path of Exile 2 uh, looks fantastic. Um, it's a little bit weird that, and all of the stuff we've seen, there are no UI elements on the screen, which I imagine is just for presentation purposes or that it's not finalized or something because playing this kind of game without there being a health orb and a mana orb on either side is uh, it's odd. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's coming like at, at the end of the trailer. They're like, hey, because they're doing like Exile Con at the end of the month. So I really mm. think this was really just meant to be a tealer tealer. Uh, this was meant a to dealer. be a teaser and we'll see. Maybe we'll see real like gameplay and UI at the end of the month. Well, it was also featured today. Today is uh, Sunday for those listening. So there's going to be a fun edit. Um, but uh, yeah, they also had some footage in the PC gaming show today. My initial reaction to it was, I mean, I played Path of Exile when it was released. I don't, I, I didn't still play it. I have a few hours put into it. I really enjoyed it. It seemed like a, I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Diablo three. Um, and I think I a lot of people really did. Which is why it got so popular. Yeah. I think one of the reasons, though, it got so much traction is because Diablo 3 deliberately moved away from the uh, the realistic, bleak, uh, super kind of gross graphic style that was used for Diablo 1 and 2. Yeah. And Path of Exile leaned heavily into it, kind of giving fans what they wanted. It's like Diablo 3 went midway between Torchlight and Diablo. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a great comparison. Where, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas Path of Exile just leans straight into Diablo. So, but the thing is Diablo 4 has now course corrected and they have leaned heavily into the, the bleak, realistic, bloody style. So the question for me is what is Path of Exile 2 going to offer aside from being free? Uh, Which is a pretty cool thing, to be honest. Probably a better uh, transaction or payment system. Mm. I don't know. I mean, Path of Exile gets like expansions and updates constantly. I mean, mm-hmm. they they support that game so much. It's it's really impressive. So I'm curious. I, I'm curious, though, like because I haven't been following it too much because they've hardly said anything or shown anything about 2. Like, what what is 2 doing different from all the other expansions for the first game? 
Well, they're going to be moving the storyline forward in the sense, I think it's set 20 years after the first one. Okay. okay. So it's going to be, you know, it'll be a new world. We might see some old characters return. Uh, to be honest, I've, it's been so many years since I played the game that I barely remember it. But I do remember that I really enjoyed it. Right. I mean, what little we saw uh, of two at this is like just the animation uh, was just really impressive to me. Like there's so mm-hmm. much detail going on there. Mm-hmm. I- I'm excited to see more. Yeah. Well, moving into something that I think that a lot of people uh, on Stab, it, leaning into the, let's just say the anime of it all, um, is Honkai Star Rail SGF, which is a sci-fi anime RPG. Where'd the SGF come from? What's the SGF? Sorry, why SGF? Summer SGF. Game Fest? Oh, is it Summer Game so. Fest? <laughs> yeah, it's just Honkai Star Rail. <laughs> Sorry. Why did I say that? I don't know. Well, maybe you pulled it from like the YouTube trailer or something. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Oh, no, you're S- right. No SGF. Oh, okay. I just thought it was one of those weird things that anime games <laughs> no, like no, putting no, at the no. end of their titles. Just, <laughs> I mean, it it's actually really funny. <laughs> it could be. The fact that you think that. Like, yeah, I, I can see it, it as well. It's clearly an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> just not related to the game. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just get rid of that SGF there and just say it's Honkai Star Rail, an Yay! anime sci-fi RPG with Super turn-based friends. combat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Honkai Star Rail. I mean, it looks good. Doesn't look like my cup of tea, but it looks like something that a lot of people would be really excited about. It it looks like what I okay. I shouldn't throw shade at Star Ocean because apparently Star Ocean Six is good for the first time after a couple games. But you know what? I would love a Star Ocean game like this. Like the setting, the sci-fi yeah. looks gorgeous. This is this is the one that looked kind of like fantasy. So and I kept saying, "Look cute." Sort of. It's it's the Genshin Impact devs. So, okay, okay. Yeah, like it's on mobile now, and it's coming to PlayStation. Yeah, it's basically Genshin's sister, which so it's a turn-based Genshin, basically. I mean, and there's a market for that. Yeah, Genshin's turn-based sci-fi sister from the future. <laughs> and there's a market for that out there. I know a lot of people playing it already. <laughs> they love it. Yeah, I've heard really great things. Genshin Impact is one of those games that I every now and then I look at and go, and then go, nah. It has some of the most beautiful, like, world world design I've ever seen. Like, the yeah. screenshots mm-hmm. I've seen people share just blow my mind. I'm At this point, I'm concerned about how much there is and if I could ever get through it. Because they yeah, update it so much. Because Genshin wants to be Breath of the Wild, but not. <laughs> like, when I first played Genshin, I was like, oh my god, this is like a direct copy of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> But yeah, they've kind of stepped into their own shoes really nicely. And like I said, that world design, like as much as I love how Breath of the Wild looks, I think this is just kind of a a little bit higher up. Definitely it's got better graphics to deal with that, but it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And the music's really, 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 really good. Yes. (laughs) I I had to tap out though. I didn't want to start spending on stuff. So I was like, I wish I could talk about this more. Yeah, that's that's basically why I tapped out too. (laughs) But a lot of people don't. And that seems to be why it's still very popular. It's uh. Is doing quite well. If you like the mobile games, please, and you're okay with spending on them, then please reach out to us. We would love to uh, have you help us on our site. Because <laughs> none of us do. <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> no, no, I love it. Yeah, we, we have you, and whenever we need someone to review it, we just force Sam to download it. <laughs> Poor Sam. Does it involve an egg? Give it to Sam. <laughs> uh... Well, let's move on to something that is definitely not on mobile, which is called Lies of P. Now, when this first was announced a few years ago, uh, there was some deep conversation that Mike and I and some other people had on whether or not we're covering this game because there just wasn't a whole lot out there about it. Um, 
And also we were like, does the world really need a gritty Pinocchio reboot? And apparently the answer yes. is yes, because it looks pretty <laughs> damn cool. It does look cool. That's yeah. a bit of a change from like the initial discussion from what I was, from yeah. what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was a little less positive at first, but so it's good to know that this it just, seems I mean, to have been going over pretty well with people, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a strange change. Like, I don't, I don't mind it. Like, when you see, like, some of the weird, like, automaton, whatever, puppet things that are in, in the world, I'm like, I can see it. Like, I can see Pinocchio's a weird story. Like, and the Disney version has some really strange things, too. So, Terrifying. Like, I, I hate I can that movie. See, yeah, I can see <laughs> Pinocchio turned into something dark better than, you know, when Winnie the Pooh went... Uh, Oh God, that Winnie yeah, the Pooh horror! Yeah, when someone made a horror yeah. movie, Winnie the Pooh, because yeah. it was like public domain. Don't, and like, don't get me going no. around. Like that's not that. necessary, but this like strangely works. Okay, Winnie the Pooh is a heartwarming collection of stories <laughs> for his son. Yes, a lot of the fa- older fables and fairy tales were, in fact, terrifying. Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah, there's like a lot of dark mother goose out there. Like, have like a like a sea monster Ariel like like spilling foam on you, like hazardous foam on you. <laughs> Wow. I think that game is coming out this year, actually. Um, we might talk about it later. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that just sounds like the worst way to start talking about foam stars again, ever. Ooh, see, you're not a kid, you're not a squid, you're an adult. Yeah, <laughs> foam. Also, if the Lies of P looks appealing to you, please also see our uh, Autumn of Adventure back on Retro when we covered A Wolf Among Us. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Creepy realistic takes on fairy tales uh there's a market there for it and liza p looks really really cool um it's it looks authentically old timey some of the portraits the characters look really really cool so yeah we're gonna cover that because you know awesome moving on to sandland now this is an interesting (sighs) unexpected game that we saw Um, oh my god it looks so cool yeah it's from the creator of dragon ball z it was like a i think it was like a one-off manga that he he created um, That's correct. Yeah. In what? Yeah. 2000 or 2010? Like, I think it was 2000, it said. I am obsessed with like the, the really weird bubble machinery that Toriyama draws. And I love how <laughs> beautifully it looks here. I can't get over that trailer. It's so cool. It was 2000. It was uh, serialized in a magazine between May and August of 2000. So it's not. Oh, and there was a animated film, a CGI animated film uh, made of it. Uh, okay. In, uh, years ago and oh no not years ago it was oh it's not even out yet it's going to be released in uh, 2023 oh there you go yeah i'm actually stunned though i'm always stunned just how beautiful like toriyama's you know your distinct art style translates to 3d it looks so good i know i love how they did it here like the it's so vibrant and the way that like things are shaded and yeah it's, it's neat like, it still looks illustrated. I think a lot of people are really kind of catching on this one just because it just looks so cool. It looks a lot yeah. of fun, too. I love kind of just tinkering with stupid machinery, and it'll be a blast. A lot of anime, a lot of anime when it's tra- animated style, when it's translated into 3D, it doesn't work. It, or it looks boring or generic, but it doesn't, this guy's work seems to always work in 3D. Yeah. He, yeah. he draws a lot of interesting characters too. Like he's he's not afraid to create like some sort of like like five hundred mm. pound you know kind of cozy you know adorable plushy looking demon, and it just works. Mm. You know, mm. uh, yeah. He just kind of throws out like all these kind of interesting designs. And again, I think it's another reason Sandland looks so interesting is that the cast just looks totally out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like to. I like that it's so like textured and because you know obviously yeah. his his style would always always work if you do like 
flat like cell shading or anime style. His so. monster design is always kind of fun and funny and perfect. I was disappointed I didn't get to go see it. I mean, they had appointments available, but they were all booked up already. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a sign of how popular this thing is that it got booked up that fast when no one knew about this yesterday or a couple of days ago. I know, exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. I remember like a bunch of people getting up early to try Final Fantasy VII Remake for the first time in 83, but you had to go like at the crack of dawn or whatever to go wait for it. I was like, no, I'm not. Oh, yeah. There, was, there were major lines for that. Yeah. yeah. It was a whole experience from what I heard. I mean, you yeah. had to wait. I think people were waiting in line to get a ticket to get in. Yep. So I'm glad they did tickets. Final Fantasy VII is a popular game, I've heard. It's a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. right. Maybe we'll talk about it later. Mm-hmm. When, when stupid Jeff Grubb was like, the rumors are true, I thought he was going to come out with the FF9 thing. Not, oh, not the rebirth crazy. trailer. Yeah. What? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Do we want to talk about? Actually, no. We'll talk about it after the next game because I I want to comment on the way he introduced that one. Let's just jump the next two games because this is a good transition to talk about Final Fantasy. Okay. Um, so yeah, Ever Crisis. Yeah, Ever Crisis. So Ever Crisis was announced a few years ago as a mobile Final Fantasy VII game that looked to replicate kind of a cleaner version of the graphic style of the original Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation. Yeah. But it also looks like they have been using different graphic styles, like all of the different yeah. graphic styles that have across Final Fantasy VII that have ever been used. Um, I don't know what this game is. It's it's really weird. Like, I, I got to play it. <laughs> yeah, Alvin played it. So, Alvin, please check in with us. Tell us, what the hell is this? Is it an F2P or something like that? It, it's, it, it is free to play, but it appears to be like yeah. a remake of Final Fantasy VII. Again, <laughs> so um, it seems like they're remaking Wait a it again. Minute. We already have gonna, one of those. <laughs> yes, and then they're going to also remake all the other compilation of Final Fantasy VII games and put it in there. And apparently, there's no gotcha system, but there's a loot box system. So <laughs> apparently, it's mostly cosmetics and weapons, which is, I guess, a good thing because um, nobody wants a gotcha system. <laughs> no. Yo, my my eternal frustration that there was no cosmetic options in in remake like still has me sad. <laughs> I yeah. wanted to wear stupid dresses around the. I know that Midgar. is kind of disappointing, isn't it? And like the mod scene for that has been so much fun. Well, they give Noctis like every t shirt, hood, and like yeah. dumb outfit under the sun. I was like, why didn't they do that here? You had cool characters to play with. Give you, Barrett I mean, you his really sailor did. suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have paid would... money for Barrett's sailor suit, hands down. Oh my god, that would have been amazing. Oh, I, would, yeah. I would I, I would give Tifa the cowboy hat. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that one's fun. But you can in this Apparently. one, like, right? <laughs> I don't know the like extent. I, I've seen screenshots of, of Aerith in, like, a weird outfit. Yeah. So. so does that mean, like, the different components that they're bringing in from, like, side stories and other things are done in different graphic style? Or are they using that to oh. delineate it? Or I, I actually don't know. The only, the only parts I saw were the beginning of um, Final Fantasy VII with the Mako Reactor. And... Um, and before that, mm. there was some weird fight between Cloud and Sephiroth where Cloud eventually turns into Zack. I have no idea what that was all about. So. Mm. Oh, <laughs> wow. All right. We're getting into that Kingdom Hearts wormhole, aren't we? Yeah. Well, like, I was talking Zach to... Zack is Cloud. Yeah. I was talking to Alvin a little bit earlier, and it seems like like the the more chibi graphic style is like when you're exploring the world, and then they use a more realistic style in battle. Yeah. Which actually is sort of what Final Fantasy VII yeah, that is basically did. You did have yeah, different, from what, yeah, you had more yeah. realistic <laughs> style characters in battle. It kind of felt like uh, an actual remake of the original rather than like Final Fantasy Remake, which is um, kind of a retread 
or a reimagining. A reimagining. Yeah. yeah, a reimagining. You know what? A lot of people are interested in it just for that. Like, a lot of people are indeed, like, kind of pissed off the remake is doing its own thing. Oh, maybe that's the, why they're doing it. Right. So I think this will appeal to a lot of original players. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's going to be kind of interesting to see how it's received. I heard it's pretty good, like, from, from reactions. You seem pretty content with it. I was definitely surprised. Mm-hmm. That's how it was announced in 2021. They were like, you know, it was meant to be like an alternate style remake that was, you know. More little, in line with people who wanted to be traditional. Yeah, yeah, but in a new way. Yeah. And I like the idea of them pulling in the compilation stuff, too. All so. of it, yeah. I'm such a brat. If they gave me the demo and said, you get to play the Mako Reactor sequence, I'm like, oh, I've played Final Fantasy 7 I know, like that's the part times. everybody's played the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like anything else, like no. I still remember playing the demo for the first time. Like not the the nineteen ninety seven nineteen ninety six demo of Final Fantasy Seven for the first time. Holy crap. That was cool. Oh, that is cool. I I rented the PlayStation for that, like from you know, video store for that moment. Just pure magic. Pure magic. It was magic, yeah. That is that is definitely one of those magical, you know, childhood moments. You're like, wow, these are the best graphics I've ever seen in nineteen ninety seven. Anything's ever going to look ever. (laughs) Ever. And you then, can't get better than this. One of my favorite moments was mm-hmm. after this game appeared at Summer Game Fest. And I'm sorry to throw shade at Jeff a little bit, where he was like, all right. And speaking of Final Fantasy, and like you heard, you heard oh, everyone so in that good. room like take a breath. And he's like, <gasps> <Yeah>. anyway, here's <laughs> some burrito burrito thing with Taco Bell. And everyone just started like, ah. Oh. I'm like, oh. he, I don't know. I don't know his intent. I'm not in his head. But I'm like, I'm like, if you were hoping that that was going to go over well and people were going to laugh, uh, it really fell flat. Or maybe he knew what he was doing. Maybe he he was probably, just trolling. I think he was just trolling. But like, if he was going for a laugh, he didn't get it. I don't think he was trolling. I think that he is just he he is pretty good on his feet, and I think he said it. And as he was singing, he was like, "Oh no, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, generally speaking, uh, speaking of Final Fantasy VII, Taco Bell. I mean, it works for me. Like, but uh, I, I think people were getting. And you know what? If they hadn't shown what they showed at the end of the show, it would have been a bad move. But mm-hmm. again, he knew what was coming. So, well, remember when they trolled that one time where it's like I think it was Final Fantasy VII was coming to PS4, right? And or like a whole bunch of systems too. And it's like same thing. Like, we know you've been that. waiting for this. You know, we know. You know, you, we've heard what you've wanted, and this is it, right? And it wasn't the remake. It was just the ports. It was just yeah. a port. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> They I remember that. Or... that was a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it goes over like a lead balloon when they do that stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you something. It didn't go over like a lead balloon. It was the final trailer of the uh, Summer Game Fest, which was the first trailer we got for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is the second entry in the Final Fantasy VII remake trilogy, I guess. Um, and I don't really think this... Here's the thing. I've been avoiding seeing anything about Final Fantasy VII rebirth or remake for that matter because i really want to play it i have it i just haven't played it yet so i've been trying to avoid any spoilers in terms of like places where the storyline uh deviates from the original because obviously i know what happens in the original so as soon as this came on i was like la 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 and did not watch but (laughs) i did see once the gameplay started i started watching some of it and that part looked good yeah i mean it looks like it looks That's like an delicious. expand. It looks exactly like you'd expect Final Fantasy VII Rebirth to look. It looks like an expanded version of what happens after you leave Midgar. I was so happy to see Red. I was too. Like I know. I can't now. wait to play this. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 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 He really does. 
Yeah, I just want to Akami it up and just run around the field with you know the cat dog. <laughs> exactly, big fiery like, cat dog. It's great <laughs> seeing him playable. It's cool seeing you know Yuffie in with the rest of the cast after Intergrade. Yeah, especially since all the all the care they took you know with remake to get everyone's individual fighting styles down in yeah. this new way. Like it was great to see more of the crew fighting. Her, her seeing the monster and going like I didn't sign up for this was just beautifully on brand. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it looks so good because like. Even though they've obviously expanded Midgar and everything a lot with remake, uh, there's a there's a big shift. I mean, there's a major shift even in the original. Like you're in this you know enclosed environment, and then suddenly you have this big world. Like yep. I was like, I was been really excited about what they're doing with Rebirth for a while because it's like they have to. It's designed differently, just mm-hmm. how you progress and. I think this is going to be like zones and then like a time shift between the zones and they're going to do like the same chapter select thing, I guess, from remake. I think the real reason why Mike is excited is because he just wants more environments to power wash. (laughs) (laughs) Elena showed up in this trainer trailer. So, you know, maybe the Turks will have more jobs for you. Maybe. Okay. Can I, can I just, can I just share just a pinch of salt with that? She looks exactly like Tifa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she looks very similar to Tifa in this one. Yeah, yeah. She's a blonde wigged version. I'm, I'm like kind of like I like the unique Final Fantasy style, but I'm also kind of getting sick of it and wish they do the Capcom face scanning thing just a little bit, a little <laughs> bit more. I don't know. It's just getting a little boring. All the characters. Maybe, look the maybe same. that's maybe that's going to be a new plot line in this series where they're actually like you know twin sisters Ooh. separated at birth. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Sure. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> maybe it's just her in a wig. That would be a that would be a change, <laughs> wouldn't it? She just puts on a wig. Tiva's also a Turk for some reason. Yeah, it's was yeah, that way the know. entire time. Yo, for the longest, longest, longest effing time, I didn't I, see. I said effing. You're not the. You can say. F- you can say. F- I just have to. I just have to bleep it out. Like for example, mm-hmm. I would be very surprised if they did not release a power wash uh, DLC where you have to clean the f-ing chocobo farm. <laughs> oh god that's gonna be a dirty barn man the amount of like chocobos you got breeding in there <laughs> um but like I, for the longest time i did not know reno had like red tattoos on his face i thought those were like bangs you know <laughs> me too about? actually i didn't know what they were i thought they were bangs i was like oh my god he actually does have just a red mark there that's cool i i'm just i just 20 m- maybe something. maybe it's also that maybe nomura went into the the office and was like okay here, here's what i want to do here elena is Tifa's nobody, and they're like, "No, get out! <laughs> <laughs> You're not bringing that into this Zagar. game." Yeah, oh my god, <laughs> that would no, been, no, that would be no, so no. funny. You know what? I, I t- <laughs> oh no, I'm honestly dying for his Yozura spinoff, and you know, versusing it. I want it to happen so badly. <laughs> I want that stupid Viram Rex side storying stuff. <laughs> It was so interesting to me. I can swear they hinted <laughs> that they were actually going to do one. <laughs> oh, yes. Dunno. That's that's my game of the show then. <laughs> Even <laughs> if it's just referenced like this in passing. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to see it so bad. We still don't know when, uh, like, we don't have exact details about this yet. This was the first look we got. Of. After a week of, I don't even want to call them teasers. Like, there were social media oh, posts that they geez. were posting all week. And they yeah. were just like, yeah. It's like pointless non answers. <laughs> Will there the be character week? development? Yes. In a final like fantasy game, like they even made the font oh. larger and greener. <laughs> Will the so characters nauseous. fight together? I think the first one or two. Yeah, like the first <laughs> one or two were like, all right, they're By leading the way, up. To, they're yeah. leading up to something. And By the way, we're working hard on this. Yeah, and then the last one, right, wasn't buddy. the last one like 
more will be revealed soon. I'm like, it's yeah. not even an answer. That <laughs> <laughs> was so bad. Yeah, the teasers were weird. I really love Square Enix, but I think they're becoming a little cheesy over the years. Yeah. Mm. Like, they're really corny now. Yeah. Foam stars, everyone. Like, the fact they felt really bad after the, the what is it, Chaos Game uh, Origins? They felt a little bad about the reaction to it. I'm like, I don't know what you were expecting, man. It was a little cheesy. It worked out well for them, though. A little. <laughs> yeah, I'm being generous, yeah. It, it was a fun game, though. Like, obviously, I got to give it credit where it's due. You know, besides the you know, ham-fistedness of Jack Garland. Yeah. Oh, good old Jack. <laughs> it was a fun game. Um. Well, let's move on now to uh, Baldur's Gate 3, which is... I the the. I'm just going to the marketing for Baldur's Gate 3 has never ceased to amuse me because <laughs> I'm pretty excited about this game. I've never played Baldur's Gate 1 or 2, but I do know the legacy of this series and how important it is. Um and they keep doing these trailers where at the end of it they like will show off a character and they always do it like it's Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man <laughs> and it's like they expect the audience to be like, "Oh, oh it's him." <laughs> Because no, because the last entry was in 1998, no one knows who the fuck these people are. So they keep doing these reveals, and the audience is like, yeah. just not <laughs> knowing knows. what to do. I'm sure plenty of people get the references. Yeah, and I that's who thrilled, it's for. Like as a Baldur's but... Gate two person, I was thrilled when Minsk showed up. I was like, Oh okay, my see? god! See, where's the hamster at? Woo! <laughs> so some people, oh, I know it's, but like a lot of us, yeah, it's like. It, it's such there's been so many years since two. I get it. Like new new people to the series. Like I'm sure a lot of people are playing three and have never played the others. So it's like, oh, it's a good way to appeal, yeah, to new and old, right? Oh, I think it's a. I think it's important to do this, but they just keep doing it over and over again. Like every trailer, there's like a big reveal at the end that nobody knows, and it keeps falling flat in its face and with it's a live no studio audience, and it always yeah. makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah. The game does look amazing, though. Yeah. I mean, oh God, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the thing today? Like when the what talking about like the the city itself? The city. Yeah. Uh this is I have some stuff down. Uh so they're gonna be doing the entire city of Baldur's Gate rather than it's gonna be I don't want to say open world, but it's gonna be the entire city. Um and you know, fully populated. There's gonna be lots of people in it. Um everything you do before you reach the city is going to shape the state of the city when you get there. Uh, apparently you can also like destroy the city if you like you can just get on a roof and rain fire on citizens oh dear good <laughs> yeah, so there's gonna be a lot of freedom in this game as i understand it yeah i mean i yeah i saw them talking about how i i think it, it, originally they were saying like they were going to do it in like you know like zones like you know you load in this mm. and like the idea of switching it to like where you, the whole city is seamless was obviously very demanding but i, I mm -hmm. guess they made it work that's really cool i think this is going to be something real special um, and hopefully we'll not be too reliant on knowledge of the previous two games because, you know, again, 1998 was the last release of it. And it would be nice if people didn't feel like they need to do homework to get into it. Mm -hmm. Right. I have high hopes for it. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's been, you know, it's been an early access for what, three years now? Yeah. So it's been, yeah. it's been being developed and I've heard good things. So yeah. it's always worth emphasizing just how long and complicated game development is. Like it's, it's easy I to know. get frustrated at how long some of these developers are taking, but at the same time, it just does take forever unless you're a huge studio. Oh yeah. Mm. Like the bigger games get, it just takes a long time. Yeah. Especially if you're, if you are developing an RPG, so many of the systems and the way the systems interact with each other like you've really got to be careful screwing around with them and fine tuning them and everything. And that's one of the nice things about early access is it actually gives them lots of data to work with, to make the best game they possibly can. 
think it's one of the reasons why I think Hades was so damn good. Yeah. Um, and finally, the last game I'm going to mention in this show, and I've got to be honest, I am so friggin' thrilled that there has been RGG Studios was going to have their conference. I think it's on Wednesday. And I was like, I'm not going to get to talk about any Yakuza at all. And then they kept sh- giving me Yakuza. So yeah, Like a Dragon Gaiden, uh, the man who erased his name is coming on November 8th. Um, it is going to be a midquel between Yakuza 6 and Yakuza Like a Dragon. And it's going to star Kiryu, but Kiryu is quote unquote Who's dead that? at this point. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. And uh, he's died disguise- in like four of the games, hasn't he? <laughs> like four death fake outs. Oh my god, the, his disguise is killing me. Because I remember when we first saw the trailer of Like a Dragon 8, he had like platinum hair and people are like, yeah, no one's going to recognize you now. In this new one, he's just wearing a pair of Clark Kent glasses. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, It's like, that's his disguise. It's just a pair of Clark Kent like horn rim glasses. I can accept um, Clark Kent cure you. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Oh, I think it's... I think it's hilarious. I think it'd be even funnier if he keeps running into people who he knows and they have no idea who he is. I want that so bad. Uh huh. Like the the end of the trailer too, where where he like walks in and then pulls them off and reveals who he really is. And like, please, just I want that to just keep <laughs> happening in the game and just everyone well, be surprised every time. Oh my god! I thought you were dead. Well, I think that if it was Caitlin who was joking, I think that the best, the funniest thing that could possibly happen is he reaches up takes his glasses, whips them off, and the both his shirt comes off with the glasses. So it's the classic <laughs> like a dragon r- tattoo reveal, but uh-huh. it's just like yeah. just his glasses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to talk too much about this because God knows anyone who listens to this show knows that I will talk about like a dragon uh, a lot. And I get to mention it later in the episode too. So we're going to just move on now to uh, Day of the Devs 2023. Now there was a lot, there was a lot in Day of the Devs. We're not talking about all of it. Uh, we're just going to focus on one game right now, which is a game that Alvin actually played. It's called Beastie Ball. And it kind of looks like Pokemon with turn-based RPG volleyball battles. So it's a sports game, but it's a turn-based RPG sports game. And there are Pokemon sort of creatures and they evolve. And it looks a lot of fun. Looks a lot more fun than the one involving Pokemon with guns. <laughs> it's super cute too. I'm loving that one too. <laughs> yeah, so so I didn't actually know about the game before I went to the show because I didn't get to watch the presentation, but it basically drew me to it because it was so cute. Like all the creatures are really cute mm-hmm. and I love the graphical style. Um unfortunately the I couldn't really get a full grasp of the battle system when I was playing it because 10 minutes is a very short amount of time. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, There's an attack and a defense phase, and apparently I didn't have enough enough beasties to actually do much for the defense phase, so it kind of fell flat there. But uh, other than that, like, it's it's basically turn-based RPG where you throw balls at the other side and hope it passes through so uh, I, the attack and defense kind of almost sounds srpg i assume it will get more phases yeah, yeah i uh-huh. assume it will get more tactical as you get more beasties and get different combinations and you know have have to defend so yeah you'll, you'll it, fill in all the positions on the the adorable monster volleyball team yeah i i did the the news story there or the announcement on it so i'm getting maybe you didn't because you didn't get to play much but did you see any of like the combo moves 
because like every apparently every pairing like every beastie has a comp, unique combo with every other one okay yeah, that's yeah, impressive yeah. so depending on how you set up your team you get different moves Wow. I did not see yeah. any of that because it was the very beginning. <laughs> and, well, Je- Jeff, the yeah, the okay. developer I sat with, he did mention that he was, or they were like, um, every beastie pair has different combinations. It's kind of like Fire Emblem. They were they support each other. The more they fight each other or with each other, so right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks really cute, and I mean, I want to at least quickly mention that it is the developer of Chicory, which is adorable, and I think is. <gasps> become has been very popular and done Mm. well for them so yeah i mean just i i've only played a little bit of chicory so far but i've always been drawn to it so i feel Uh like because of that game like anything they do now i'm like okay well i'm gonna give it a shot because i just i really like what that studio is doing i like that someone is doing something a little bit different with a pokemon Mm -hmm. uh idea of it because there have been a lot of pokemon likes out there but most of them are just well pokemon like their turn-based battles, rock, paper, scissors, you know, that kind of thing. So I like that someone's taking this idea of monster, catching monsters, evolving monsters, but instead of making them fight for you, you're making them play volleyball. Yeah, I hope they're playing on their own volition. <laughs> yes. Yeah, maybe. I mean, doesn't that doesn't seem like the 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 moral of the story of Pokemon to me. Um, well, that's what N was fighting for. Ah, <laughs> uh, true. Somewhere Nikki's very happy. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you just summon Nikki by mentioning N. Oh. Yep. <laughs> I didn't realize I would. Uh, let's move on now to the... There are two shows. One is called The Future Game Show, and the other is The Future of Play Direct. And I constantly get these two damn things mixed up in my head. They're different shows. And I missed The Future of Play Direct because in my mind, it was like, it's The Future Game Show. And I just I just missed it. So I watched it again later. But we'll talk about the future game show first, and then we'll talk about the future of Play Direct 2023 because I, I watched one right after the other. Um, so in the future game show, there were a lot of, lot of stories and stuff like that. Uh, uh, and one of the hosts of the show, Laura Bailey, who is, you know, of course, very, very well-known uh, voice actor and uh, one of the stars of Critical Role, uh, and plays Mary Jane Watson in Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. Uh, she has a new game coming out called Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, um, which looks very interesting. Obviously, the title caught me right, you know, okay, the role-playing musical I'm in. Perfect game for us and our episode that we just did of Rhythm Encounter, Hillary. Oh, That's coming out on Thursday, which is going to be oh. the episode of Rhythm Encounter on Thursday is going to be based around musical games. Thursday. <laughs> just missed it. Thursday, Friday? No, next week, next Monday. Right, we're doing alternating things. So next week, keep keep tuned on that. Um, so the joke I made is Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, looks like Hades meets Hades Town. Excellent. Um, <laughs> Sold. <laughs> yeah, like it's an elevator pitch. If they didn't use that, they're idiots. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, that's sort of what it is. It's like, okay, really hot, sexy gods uh, in a vaguely anime-esque style uh, who... I don't know if you can date them or not, but it kind of looks like you might be able to. Uh, We don't really know how it's going to play outside of, we know that there's going to be a lot of choice in this game and that you can make dialogue and lyric choices within songs. I don't know if that's going to, yeah, I don't know if that's going to be able to like change the song or if you'll like pick which lyrics you sing or that kind of thing. Oh, that could be such a a cool gameplay mechanic. Yeah, as as far as I've seen, yeah. Like you choose how the song plays out. Hmm. 
but I don't, it's a role-playing musical. I don't know how, if there's combat, how combat works, if there is any. I've watched a few trailers of it because I was very curious and I don't know, but it looks really, really good. Great voice acting. Again, Laura Bailey is excellent. Um, it's like a dance-off. You know, there's a clear winner there. This is just a sing-off. I'm imagining like yeah. karaoke battles. Yeah. Right. Sings the pants off somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, the character designs, I mean, they look really, really good. They look, uh, they look, kind of they don't look like hades but they look a little bit like hades um the main character in the game looks so much like jessica jones uh with a nose ring that it's a little bit disturbing yeah oh my gosh i i don't know how i didn't notice that but now that you said it yeah, yeah she looks yeah, exactly all, like the character of now. jessica jones <laughs> yeah so we'll see i'm kind of excited to play it though because it looks pretty cool that's one of the few things today that we have a release date it comes out august 3rd yay okay let's move on to the future game show uh, no, sorry, let me try that again. Let's move on to the future of Play Direct, which is exactly what I was talking about. Um, a lot of interesting games here. We're just going to focus on two of them that really caught my eye. Uh, one of them is a cyberpunk horror adventure game called Psychorama. Uh, and it is it kind of looks like a side-scrolling uh, adventure game with a vaguely cyborg-esque main character. And you look in a mirror and it, it's very... It's very cyber horror based. It looks really neat, though. Um, really, really cool graphic style. And I, I, this is a game I think I'd be looking forward to playing. Um, this is the one show I have not watched or caught up on yet. So I will take your word for it. You're, you're selling me on it, like conceptually. Well, if no one's seen it, wait, wait till I tell you about the next game. Um, because the next game is, it looks really cool. Uh, it's called In Stars and Time. And it is a turn-based RPG that has time loop mechanics in it. Uh, it uses a black and white hand-drawn art style, um, classic, you know, over-the-head RPG uh, navigation goes into turn-based combat with your with your various party members. Uh, but you can just die through mundane things. Like at one point, you can slip on a banana peel and die. So it's not just dying oh in battle. Um, and this is a major part of the game where your character is getting more and more frustrated about being stuck in this time loop, as you would be if you're stuck in a time loop. Uh, the trailer that got released doesn't it's, it's a weird trailer i saw it and i was like this seems like the kind of game i should be into but this trailer's doing nothing for me then i looked up a tr its previous trailer that came out a few months ago and i was like oh yeah no this is definitely a game i want to play so if you've if you saw the trailer from the future of play direct and you were like whatever take a look at another trailer for it and i think you you might change your mind because it changed my mind okay i mean i'm looking at the right now i'm looking at the future of play direct trailer and there is absolutely uh undertale and earthbound vibes in this battle system oh yeah of course i mean strongly i like the graphical style <laughs> so looking cool. at the screenshots i i like minimalistic looking games that use like black and white and things like that it, it's really hard to pull off properly because you'd think that that's true yeah yeah you'd think that okay well obviously they can't afford you know all of the like really detailed we can't backgrounds. afford color in our <laughs> game we're an indie studio <laughs> <laughs> colors for the exactly. next game we'll increase it to 16-bit palette <laughs> And well, exactly. 18-bit palette. The less bits you use, the less colors you use, the less resources you have, the better you need to be at something in order for it to look uh, right, uh, yeah. visually appealing. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like true. World of Horror. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or like Curse of Oberdin, for example. Just oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, that's a Oberdin. good example too. Oh, yeah. Oberdin is gorgeous, and it is not gorgeous. Objectively, it's the kind of game you look at and you're like, "Oh yeah, this is this kind of looks ugly." And then you play it and you're like, "Oh no, it was gorgeous." <laughs> it's one of those games yeah. that like really 
you really need to see in motion because a still shot screenshot doesn't cool. do it justice. It's kind of cool, but all. you don't get mm-hmm. the effect at all. Nope. No, you don't. Um, another game that I adore that came out um, came out uh, a while ago, which I have been I have been ranting about this to anyone who will play it for who will play it is uh, the case of the Golden Idol. It is oh, oh, it's yeah. it's, hide- it's hideous looking, but it's supposed <laughs> to be. Like it's supposed to be ugly, yeah. but it is one of the it's one of the best mystery games I've played in years. Like I think I've recommended to uh, Mike, you and Hillary should just sit on the couch and play it because you'll yep. love it. That's how Amanda and I played it. We sat on the couch and we played it. It took us six hours to get through the whole game. Uh, we haven't played the DLC yet, but we will. And we you know, just one person's trash is someone else's it. treasure. This graphic style is hilarious. I love it. I know it's <laughs> it looks so good. It's disgusting. It's so good. <laughs> it's- yeah, it's like intentionally kind of grotesque. This is literally what my brother would draw. He was good at drawing <laughs> these things. It's it's a mystery as if your little brother drew it. <laughs> well, keeping things moving now because we still have a lot of games to get through and the vast majority of them are actually from today. Um, today was a whew, yeah. today was a big day. At the Xbox showcase. Uh, the Xbox showcase had so much for us. I was just reeling by the end of it. Oh my God, there was so much. So uh, they started off very strong for us with, uh, well, I said it was a new Fables game or a new Fable game. I don't, is it, this is the one that, Mike, you said, is this the one they announced a few years ago or is this like an actual new Fable game? I mean, uh, I it assume it's be. the same one, the reboot. Yeah. yeah. This is the first time we've seen anything from it. Um, they say that it's the first modern Fable game. They have worked very hard to maintain the, uh, the, the British sensibility that goes into Fable. Um, and yeah, it looks it looks like an irreverent uh, spin on uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. I, didn't tu- I didn't tune in to Xbox to like after this, so uh, I also missed this one. I'm sorry. Yeah, it stars, um, oh God, what's his name? Richard, uh, he's one of the stars of, uh, of uh, the IT crowd. Oh, Oh, okay. Uh, very, very funny, and he's playing a giant in it. Um, and yeah, uh, I think this is going to be, I think it's going to be Fable, and I think it's going to be really, really cool. The trailer really worked for me. I think it was a great way to open this show. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then there were some more announcements, obviously, but let's move on to the ones that we're interested in, uh, which we teased earlier, and that is Persona. So these would have been i have an odd feeling that many people on staff would have lost their goddamn minds if this had been announced without any kind of warning however both of these games got leaked a few days ago because atlas is a leaky ship when it comes to keeping stories under wraps unfortunately i mean it has to be somewhat on purpose right i mean oh, I don't, they can't I have don't a leak so. every single time some of it has to be planned. I don't think this was planned. I think that these, if these had been, uh, if these had been surprises, the it would have been amazing for them. It would have been so good for them. Yeah, uh, but it, they weren't surprises. They were still cool though. So first one was Persona Three Reload, um, which is a full remake of Persona Three. Now Persona Three has many, many different versions um, out there, and one of which recently got released again, a, uh, a remaster of it, but this is going to be a full remake and news has spread that it is a remake of the original uh, Persona 3. So it is not going to have any of the content from any from Portable 
or any other versions of it. So no female protagonist. Aww. It's just going to be it Persona really is 3. A shame. <laughs> I'm yeah. Yeah. like I mean in general I wish that these games at this point like if you're going to have like a blank not blank slate but you know an unnamed protagonist that is you like you should have the option. Um, but if they're not going to do it, at least this one, the one Persona game the that, that, that had the option previously, it's like I wish they had kept it. I realize it means more development and all that, but you know they did it before. So, well, I have an odd feeling that I'm just going to take a wild guess uh, and say that at some point, in fact, it will be an option, uh, and that Persona Three Reload Ultra or silver or whatever thing they want to put at the end of it will get released and it will have a lot of the content that was released in other versions of the game because atlas loves doing this crap where they will release a version of the game and then like two or three years later they will release a better version of the game with more content persona 3 reload reloaded (laughs) exactly (laughs) yes i want that yeah I really hate that they said that this is a faithful remake of the original Persona 3 because that never sounds good to me. <laughs> but but you know what? Like aside from that, like everything else looks yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I'm really happy this and something we're going to talk about later. Um, their their visual style and UI design, it's like so ever gorgeous. since ever since Persona 5, has just been mm-hmm. incredible. And I love that they're mm-hmm. taking that Persona 5 like stylization of the menus and stuff. And doing it here, but in a different way. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Steph posted this, this like, slow motion GIF of just the animation when you bring up the menu in Reload. And I just, I've watched that thing on loop so many yep. times. It's just so neat. We might as well talk about all three of these games in one block, even though one of them <laughs> came out a little bit later. Uh, so we'll, we'll pick it up with uh, another fully expected announcement because it was leaked. But again, if it hadn't been there, okay, to be fair, this one, there were rumors floating around about this one for quite some time. Um, and it is going to be Persona 5 Tactica or Persona 5 T. Um, and uh, very much like uh, Persona 5 Strikers, which was a sequel in another genre, uh, this is going to be an SRPG that's set in the world of Persona 5. However, it's going to have a very different graphic style from both Persona 5, Persona 5 Royal, and Persona 5 Strikers. It's going to be going for a chibi graphic style. Um, it looks like it's going to be doing a take on the SRPG style, maybe a little bit more dynamic than we're used to. Uh, but we will not have to wait long to find out because it's coming out on November 17th. So this year we're getting a new Persona game, a yeah. new Persona 5 game for at, the, at that. I think it looks cute. It's it's not exactly the, the chibi style they use in Persona Q. Like it's slightly different proportions, but... It's close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like it. I, I think I like it for this, this kind of game in this setting. So it's cool. I mean, I'm... At this point, it's kind of funny just seeing how many more times they're going to spin off Persona 5. Which, you know, admittedly, they did a lot with 4 as well. True. <laughs> Do we know if Atlas themselves are developing it or if they're they're having somebody else do it? Because usually when they go off... No, it's somebody else. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I was just going to say, Atlas has never done an SRPG before, so it'd be interesting to see their take on it. Uh, what was... Uh, who did a uh, Devil Summoner? Oh, you mean Devil Survivor? I forgot I about Devil, Devil Survivor, honestly. Sorry, Devil Survivor, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Oh, I was so I guess two they have done it before. <laughs> um, but no, I've heard it's a different studio. And from what I've heard, like Atlas is like currently stupidly busy getting uh, Persona 6 off the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, I heard that or was... another title that, that that got announced today, perhaps. 
I what? yeah, I don't know. I mean, their their press their official press release doesn't say anything about another developer though. I totally forgot about so, Who knows? It might be. <laughs> I don't blame you. I did it first too. I was like, oh yeah, that one. <laughs> I even liked it too. I was like, oh geez. <laughs> You're not alone. Um, more news out of Atlas, which this got a lot of people really excited and a little bit confused because it was a very chaotic trailer. Yeah. It's a game called Metaphor Refantasio. Um, it's from the creators of persona three, four, and five. It looks like an old timey version of persona. Like with the the graphic style is very, very identifiable, very stylish, uh, reminiscent of persona, but much more old timey in nature, I guess you could say, uh, as the world that surrounded. I'm super excited to see, um, Shoji Maguro do a fit, like a more fantasy kind of soundtrack. Maybe, yeah. possibly, mm. with this, I'll be really interested to hear the music. Mm. Yeah, I, I I don't actually remember how long it's been since Project Refantasy was announced. Uh, I mean, I think it's oh safe to gosh, say that yeah. this is that game. Hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, we've I had mean, updates at least dead giveaway. We, yeah, we've had updates at least since 2020 on, on this one, and uh, since they're describing this one as you know their first take on a fantasy game, I assume it's the same thing. Yeah, I mean it's cool. Like they've been teasing this game on and off for years, so it's cool to see a real, a real name and actually what the game looks like, and it looks amazing. Yeah, and it does. It is very reminiscent in ter- for of Persona's visual, uh, visual mm-hmm. identity. Um, well, obviously pushing it in a very different direction, with much more fantasy oriented direction, but still super stylish. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. But boy, was it ever a chaotic trailer! I'm not sure what uh-huh. the hell was happening. Fair, yes. Yeah. But yeah, that's going to be, if not more Persona, it's going to be in the vein of Persona. So I imagine that many people are extremely excited for something new because the last few years, it's just been, it's been Royal and it's been Strikers and now it's it's Tactics and it's been remakes of, you know, they released uh, Four Golden on PC and they released it. So it's going to be nice to actually get like new content and something new out of these people, which presumably will end up being a franchise. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, I could see it if it does well. And I'd be surprised if it doesn't. I'm cautiously optimistic because Katsura Hashino is not known for his progressive thoughts. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Here we go again. It's oh, true, dear. though. It's, it's such... It's, I haven't played any of them, but like I've followed them. It's so weird that a series that on the surface appears so queer-friendly and so like no-brainer queer friendliness in terms of the characters, the looks. It was back in Persona isn't. 2 days. That was before Hashino, I believe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've I've heard thoughts about everything from Persona 3 onward in, in terms of that representation, but yeah, it is, it is odd. Yeah, I mean, from what I've heard in some cases, it's not just a matter of no representation, it's also problematic representation. Right. In right. some of the games. Indeed. Um, hopefully this will not have it. Maybe... Who knows? Maybe maybe they will have learned and they will have... No, they wouldn't have. Um, we can always hope. Well, let's talk about another beloved company that is spinning off a brand new uh, franchise, hopefully. And that is Obsidian has finally revealed footage of Avowed, which seems to be Obsidian's take on, uh, well, frankly, Elder Scrolls. Now, Obsidian is extremely well known for creating what many people consider to be the best Fallout game. That's New Vegas. They, you know, they also were the, their first game was uh, 
uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2. And since then, they have created many, many games, including many isometric RPGs that are considered the some of the best that have ever been created, like Pillars of Eternity and Pillars of Eternity 2, Tyranny. Uh, a few years ago, they created a game that I adore, which is The Outer Worlds, uh, which, as mm. far as I can tell, is just it, it's just Firefly, the video game. Um, <laughs> and we talked about it a little earlier on this. Steph, you mentioned it. Uh, Pentiment, which is like the... Uh, yes, Pentiment. Yes, gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. So they are currently hard at work at doing The Outer Worlds 2. I was a little surprised that we didn't get to see anything from The Outer Worlds 2. I'm guessing that Microsoft didn't let them because they would have gotten confused. They were worried it might have gotten confused with Starfield um, because Starfield looks like The Outer Worlds without a sense of humor. Um, Starfield is <laughs> trying really hard. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about Starfield in a minute, but Avowed, um, we didn't see too much of it. And what we did see, I got to be honest, kind of looks a little bit generic fantasy. Um, I trust Obsidian. Like, I, I really trust Obsidian. They are a developer who, even when they create something that I don't love, it's something I like and I find interesting. Uh, in the trailer, we saw that you can dual wield magic weapons. There were there was, a, you know, two flintlock guns, so it's old timey. Um, it's going to be available in 2024. So realistically speaking, it'll be available in 2025. Um and yeah, I, I th I'm pretty excited by what I saw about this. I, I would like to see more, but I think that we might have a brand new fantasy RPG that might be slotted in beside the Elder Scrolls. I hope. Yeah, I hope so too. You know, I, I know sequels are always, you know, a safer bet for a lot of things. So it's it's always interesting to see, you know, mm -hmm. a new IP like this. So. I'm all for new IPs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's technically not a new IP. The name is, but it also, hmm. it takes place in the same world as Pillars of Eternity, but okay. it doesn't have any crossover in terms of characters or even locations, as I understand it. Okay. And then the design is different too. Like it's- Very. It's going to, there's going to be, yeah, there's FPS. Person. and yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not FPS, but well, a little <laughs> bit FPS. Yeah. First person swords. I, <laughs> first person swords. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. I've been wanting to see more of this for a while and it doesn't look as, it doesn't quite look graphically as- good as I was hoping it was going to look, to be honest. I was hoping it was going to be a little bit more of a powerhouse, but it looks okay. It, you know, very identifiable, interesting graphic style. Yeah, I imagine it'll be more polished by the time it comes out. Yep. Um, well, moving on now to something that I was not expecting, and then I, I it took me completely off guard. It's Sea of Thieves, The Legend of Monkey Island. So it came up and I heard the music. I was like, this is impossible. They just released a new Monkey Island game. And then I saw it was Sea of Thieves. And I was like, oh, it's Sea of Thieves. Who the hell cares? But it does sound like Monkey Island. Man, they're really ripping off Monkey Island. And then they arrived at Melee Island and I lost my goddamn mind. <laughs> I'm um, excited for you. So I, I don't know what this is. I don't know how they're going to do it. Like it has a lot of the voice acting. Dominic Almato is back as Guybrush. Oh, really? It looks like. Yeah. Oh, oh that's it, dedicated. It, yeah. yeah, it takes. It looks like it takes place after Return of Monkey Island, uh, but Return of Monkey Island ended on a very definitive note about the series. So where Guybrush is in Sea of Thieves: The Legend of Monkey Island is weird. I don't know if I don't know what this is. Um, so I, I, I'm look. I'm eager to look forward to more information, and I'll find out soon because it's released this summer. I still don't think it's going to get me to play Sea of Thieves, but hey, maybe. <laughs> um, I think that the only person here besides me who is a fan of Monkey Island is Hillary. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I just did not, I just didn't know what to expect and I was not expecting this. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever. We'll go with it. Um, 
Moving on to another thing that I absolutely love and I was desperately not expecting is more like a dragon, more Yakuza. Uh, I was not expecting any Yakuza till later this week, but like a like a dragon, infinite wealth got <laughs> like announced. a Yakuza. <laughs> Like a Yakuza, because they are. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth got announced uh, with... Uh, that is such a good trailer. It's so I can't good. believe it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ichiban doing a Austin Powers, the beginning of Austin Powers 2. Yeah. Uh, God, yeah. So cheeky. Naked on a beach and constantly being uh, hidden Literally by and various... figuratively cheeky. Oh, <laughs> yes. very for it. Oh, yeah. We, like, there's some... Full cheekiness in that trailer. Um, I saw it and I did not know what it was. I was like, Infinite Troll, what the hell is this? At first I thought it might be like a weird spinoff and where like Ichiban ends up on Hawaii and has to build a like resort empire, which <laughs> to be honest, I would love to play. Right. Um, but apparently this is in fact like a Dragon 8, yep. um, which is going to be Ichiban and Kiryu uh, splitting the role of main protagonist. Ooh. Um, we still don't. Yeah, we still don't know that much about it. We don't know how it's going to go. Um, uh, my suspicion that I, I talked about on another podcast earlier this year when Like a Dragon 8 was announced was that it will be half beat-em-up. Whenever you're playing as Kiryu and Kiryu's party, it's going to be a traditional Yakuza game. And whenever you're playing as uh, Ichiban and his party, it's going to be turn-based, just like it was in Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, and apparently Ichiban's not in Japan now. He's going to be in on Hawaii. Did so, they confirm it was Hawaii? Because Canadian, this okay. excites me. I think it was uh, Hawaii. I think so. A lot of people have posted. Like, okay, all right. So not Florida. Florida. Yeah. yeah. And ignoring that, there were. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure it's Hawaii because it's close enough to Japan, and there are enough cultural ties there. Where it would yeah. have relevance within Japan, and also there were more white people in this trailer yeah. than in the entirety of the Like a Dragon series up to this point. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's always so weird hearing English in a Like a Dragon thing like yeah. not not the not the translation but like actual it, it was weird um <laughs> but you know i'm disappointed that it is not a spin-off where it's just a full-scale business simulator like a mini game but a full-scale game i Although, love who knows, that game it might be so much <laughs> yeah it might be in there anyway we're getting naked ichiban and i am a fan um moving on to fallout 76 atlantic city nah Moving oh, on sorry, to Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> no, if you want to, like, I, I thought we could skip Fallout 76 for your sake, even though I, apparently they definitely made the game better since you reviewed it. But they have. I've played it since. It's better. Okay. I, I would my 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 ideal of Fallout 76 is in that like five years, they just collapse it and make it into a single player RPG because the world they've created is amazing. Some of the content they created is amazing. It's it, it's like a lot of it's like a Fallout game, but it's just it's built on such a faulty model that anything that's built on it is house of sand um foundation of sand built on a swamp uh glass houses i don't know burn it's... down fell over and then sank into the swamp exactly <laughs> exactly so they're adding atlantic city so they're adding gambling to fallout 76 which is just what fallout 76 needed. well yeah let's move on to another disaster uh cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> well it oh, was um, not a disaster that also got better later right? yeah that also got better later uh, with much controversy. So Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, um, which for a while, I just, my eyes were playing tricks on me. I thought it was called Phantom Library. And I was like, that's <laughs> cerebral for, for Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, that sounds awesome. No, it's Phantom Liberty. I would yeah. play that. Um, so it's the DLC for uh, 2077. Its release date has been announced. So September 26th this year. Its trailer is out. We get some more Keanu Reeves. Uh, uh, and we have a, a new guest star who you mentioned, Hill. Um, and yeah, I mean, I still haven't played Cyberpunk. 
it's on my to playlist. I kind of want to wait till I get a more powerful graphics card, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because yeah, this seems like a game that benefits from a lot of horsepower and I'm still rocking a, I'm still rocking a, uh, a 1070 TI, which is a perfectly acceptable graphics card, but certainly not uh, what you would call not a lot of horsepower under the hood anymore. Um, yeah, we don't have to talk about this much, but yeah, we're getting DLC for cyberpunk 2077. Apparently they fixed the game from its launch. So that's good news. Um, let's talk about Starfield for a little while. If everyone is, uh, if, if no one, if nobody minds about that. I'm, I'm fine. Uh, that I didn't watch the Starfield direct yet. I only saw a little bit on the Xbox one. Uh, okay. It's looking, I mean, it's beautiful from what we've seen. Yeah. We have so much on starfield uh we got like it was the direct so obviously a lot of details about it um there was a trailer that was part of the xbox game showcase uh where it looked good you know it was, it was a trailer it was a polished trailer um uh, okay so let's let's just start there are apparently 1000 plus worlds in this game that every single one of which you can visit which to me screams procedural generation there's no other way that that's possible yeah than doing procedural generation yeah. that's the only possible way um, you can visit every single one. You can explore every single one. Um, apparently, you can fly into solar systems and scan each planet, which looks to harvest familiar. resources. It looks exactly like Mass Effect 1, like hmm. not even a little bit different. Um, <laughs> it looks exactly the same. I, I have an odd feeling I might even play the same. Um, but I just don't see why. Why Starfield? Like, I guess they kept saying, like, well, it's going to be, it's not just the Bethesda universe, it's a Bethesda, it's not just Bethesda story, it's Bethesda galaxy. And like every time they said that, I was like, so you're going to fall through the world after you land on it? Like, <laughs> like the, one world is buggy. They have a thousand of them now. Good luck playtesting that, guys. Um, it's Bethesda. I, I'm, I like being hard on Bethesda because frankly, I think Bethesda deserves it at this point. <laughs> yeah. I, I am praying that this game is this game needs to be a slam dunk for them this game needs to be fantastic especially for microsoft because after microsoft's last disaster with redfall but also also bethesda fallout 76 i think was such a disaster for them like their games were always known for being buggy and relying on the fans to fix after after the game was released with modding um but fallout 76 was such a disaster for them that they need to reestablish themselves as a premier maker of RPGs and wonderful games. Mm-hmm. And this is their attempt. And I am looking at it and I genuinely am thinking it's outer worlds without a sense of humor. I it's mean, a, I, it's a, it it's a looks, cleaner version of Firefly. It looks a lot to me like no man's guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's what everyone's saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hope it's good. I hope you're right that they learned from 76 and that, you know, my thing is like, they've been willing to delay it a lot, like multiple mm-hmm. times for many, many months. So like, I'm yeah. hoping that means like it will be better than we are expecting at launch, which I, will be good. I know we were kind of joking casually about like modders being able to make the planet and that mm-hmm. would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if they give modders the tools to make their own planets, that would be amazing for questing, especially, um, and apparently, from what they've said, modding is coming to this game because modding did not come to Fallout 76 because they said it was for years. They were like, no, this is going to be moddable. And they're like, oh, shit, we can't mod it because everyone is a multiplayer game. Um, but this is not going to be a multiplayer game. It's going to be single player. So there are going to be mods, which is good because that's how Bethesda games have life after they're released. Um, you can build your own ships. 
uh, customized from various parts. You can build your own space outposts on planets. Uh, you can have space battles, so it's not just it's not just uh, your player uh, on a map. You can fly through space and attack. Uh, you can also, if you want, you can board enemy ships and take them out that way, and then you can take their ships and add them to your fleet. Uh, there are going to be robust character creation tools, including a, a detailed trait system. Um, one of which they were really excited about. They were like, "You can, you can make it so you have a fan. You're a celebrity, and you have a fan. You can take the fan with you, and the fan's really annoying." And it's like, yeah, because I wanted to take Conrad Werner with me on my missions in Mass Effect. Why would you That's want that? just what I. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. They made a joke where they were like, "And if you don't like your fan, you can take care of him yourself." And they like, oh god, wow, they, they just oh shot god. him on a planet. Um, <laughs> yeah. So hmm. apparently, in this game, you are going to be allowed to be evil. Um, based on that anyway, if, wow. you know, someone who worships the ground you walk on and then you <laughs> shoot them in the back of the head. Um, so that's, that's a weird, weird way of showcasing like, oh, look at the choices you can make. That's Bethesda. Yeah. Um, they were also highlighting New Atlantis, which is going to be the main hub. There are a number of cities that they talked about in here, but uh, New Atlantis is their main hub. Apparently it's a massive city filled with various NPCs and like they, they were making a really big deal about this. And I was like... Yeah, I guess. But like having a massive city with NPCs and citizens and like its own life, that's kind of rote now. Yeah. Like my my concern about Starfield, I have a lot of concerns about Starfield. I'm excited to try it. I'm excited to play it. I really hope it's good. Like I don't, I can't remember the last time I've hoped this much that a game is exceptionally good Um, because I love Fallout. I love Fallout 3. I love Fallout 4. Like, I'm a big Bethesda fan, and they have just been a disaster lately. So I pray that this is going to fix their reputation. But I don't know. It just seems too damn ambitious. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem ambitious. It seems impossible yeah. that they created a thousand plus worlds that you can explore. And they're like, you can explore all of them, and you'll want to. And it's like, there's no way that you've created enough content without using procedural generation. Right. So like what's for, on, what's on some of like the far, the far reaching or whatever, far away worlds. Like what's there to explore. Apparently resources. You can get resources to build like your ship or to earn money, but like that, it doesn't seem like you need a thousand plus worlds for that to happen. Yeah. Like that, that's what I'm curious about. Like it'll have resources. So like what is, you know, planet 950 going to have this different from 949. You know, like, it, well, are there the zodiac spear? There's obviously, <laughs> like, there's obviously not unique resources resources on every planet. Maybe a unique lineup. Uh, so I'm gonna just start making making things up. <laughs> planet 950 has bees. <laughs> <laughs> not the bee planet. Not the bee planet. There's one planet that is nothing but shrimp. Not the strawberry planet. <laughs> oh, Strawberries and cream planet. Strawberries and cream planet sounds great. <laughs> it does. Right. Okay, there wait, you go, hang on. I, I like this now. Now I want to play Starfield. I want these <laughs> weird planets to exist. Well, thank modders, they probably will. Yeah. Um, That's how you got the that. Joke, uh, the joke I make to Caitlin is that uh, you know that some modder on every single planet, you're going to look out the window and you're going to see some guy holding a sign saying Hobson Construction. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so Starfield. Uh I can't remember the last time I've seen a game that this am- actually that's not true. The last time I saw a game that was considered to be this ambitious was No Man's Sky, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it, dot, it, dot 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 dot. But it took a while, but it did get really really. No Man's good. Sky is amazing now. 
Yeah. I mean, now they're, 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 years, yeah. they're, a, they're a small team compared to Bethesda as far as I know. So, yeah, but I Bethesda mean, doesn't need it to be good in five years. They need to be good right now. Oh, I know. Um, I'm with you, but like, and, it's possible. Oh, I know. Yeah. No Man's Sky. It's, it's, yeah. It's possible. I just, I just don't know. Also, yeah, it looks okay. But as compared to Fallout and the Outer Worlds and let's just say Firefly, it also seems to lack a visual identity to me. I don't know why. It just looks bland. <laughs> I, I, there's no other way to put it for me. It just looks kind of bland to me. Um, mm. And I feel like I'm beating up on this game. And I know a lot of people are really excited about it. And I'm excited too. I'm just scared. Um, and I'm kind of scared what happens to Bethesda if this thing flops. And I really hope it doesn't. But, you yeah, know, me too. that's fair. We'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll be hearing more about it. It's coming out in a few months, theoretically. Um, OK, so we're going to move on to the last gaming show uh, of the weekend that just was on a few hours ago called the PC Gaming Show. And there was some stuff for us here. Nothing super. Uh, there was one announcement that I suspect some people got pretty excited about. This is a game that I... The first one is a game that's been on my backlog for quite some time because I've heard amazing things. We recently had a really good review of it for the site. It's called Citizen Sleeper, uh, and they announced the sequel, Citizen Sleeper 2, Starward Vector. I uh, got a story trailer, so we didn't really see that much gameplay, but I imagine that the gameplay is pretty similar to Citizen Sleeper 1. Um, and yeah, I I saw it, and I was like, okay, I really hope this is a hit for them because Citizen Sleeper 2 was, well, it was a sleeper hit. People really, really loved this game, so hopefully this one is going to be similarly popular. Yeah, yeah, I was not expecting a sequel announcement. Uh, especially I wasn't expecting a sequel announcement so fast. That too, yeah. I When I saw it, I'm like, you know, the, the style looks familiar, so I thought it was going to be like a DLC okay. or expansion, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it looks really I cool. I thought it was DLC too. Yeah. Um, and we got two Metroidvania announcements, one of which looks to be an RPG, the other of which we don't know yet. So yeah. Altered Alma, which is a space opera Metroidvania. Uh, Mike, I know that you immediately were like, whoop, I want this. This looks good. Yeah, I knew it would like, okay, it looks good. But, you know, Metroidvanias, I never know if we cover them. But they're like, no, no, this has RPG elements. You and I should probably have a long conversation about that at some point. No, I'm busy. Um, okay. But the- <laughs> well, Monica was trying to pitch <laughs> no, a long the, the- conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we do cover metroidvanias when they overlap with rpgs because so many do but so many don't um this one this one says it does and like it's it's a nice like pixel Ooh. art yeah yeah it looks really stylish got some cool yep. like grungy futurized futurized food yeah food mm-hmm. yeah there's a restaurant called food tank uh what a great name for a restaurant yeah food tank neon signs hot calcets What's a Calcut? Um, I don't know. There's a Blade Runner poster. There's a pixelized Blade Runner poster. Oh my gosh, that's exactly what that is. All right. Yeah, it looks neat. Um, I'm not sure how strong the RPG elements are, but hopefully... We'll find out as more gets announced. Yeah. Uh, And another RPG, or another RPG, another Metroidvania that got announced is Mariachi Legends, which looks like it's like a a straight-laced version of Guacamelee. Yeah, yeah. But the visuals are actually similar to Altered Alma, just a, a really like sharp, crisp, uh, mm-hmm. you know, pixel art in the Symphony of the Night style. Yeah, uh, it, it looks, looks pretty. And it's and it's by the developers of Nine Years of Shadow, which granted did not mm. end up having RPG elements, but uh, at least I don't it think sure so. sure is pretty. It's very pretty. So mm-hmm. it's cool to see them doing another game. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of our RPG and adventure game coverage. Can I um, the interject? Episode- Sorry. 
Oh, you can interject all you want. There's one thing. There's one thing at the end, just because we're recording this during the big like multi-hour presentation for Final Fantasy 16. Um, but they did. They did announce that tomorrow. Is this going up on Monday? This is going up on Monday. Cool. If it kills me. Well, I hope it doesn't kill you. Well, they're, they're, they're releasing a demo of Final Fantasy 16 uh, tomorrow. Or if you're listening to this tomorrow today. Anyway, June 12th, there's a demo available. So I'm sure there's more stuff from the event, but I want to mention the demo because I'm super excited about that. Absolutely. Um, and obviously, we will be having more Final Fantasy 16 coverage over the next few weeks because it's going to be releasing very soon. Yep. So next. soon that I think a lot of people can't yeah. believe it. It's, it's next week. Yeah. 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 It's, it's funny how time passes. Eventually, all things happen. <laughs> um, well, let's, as a discussion question for today, uh, we're running a little long, but I just want to do this because there are some games that I personally, I, I saw this week that I, I just really would like to talk about, but I can't because they're not really in our coverage. But I did want to mention them very, very quickly for me. And then anyone else, if something else caught your attention, please bring it up. So for me, Spider-Man 2, uh, I love the look of the new suit, uh, the the black suit. It looks great. Uh, super, super excited for this game because I was a big fan of Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, so really excited to see where they take this in the sequel. Uh, Alan Wake 2, I think I've said on the, this thing before that I am a big fan of Remedy and their style of games and their almost repertory company way of they work with actors and stuff. Uh, and Alan Wake 2 looks to be really, really cool and a survival horror. So uh, yeah, super excited about that. Star Trek Infinite, which is coming from Paradox. Um, they aren't developing it, unfortunately. When I when I heard Paradox was involved, I was really excited because I was like, oh my god, are they just doing like one of their massive strategy games but using the Star Trek universe? It might be, but they're not working on it, so I don't know how complex it's going to be, but hopefully it'll be good. Uh, the Talos Principle 2, I love Talos Principle 1. I thought it was a fantastic uh, puzzle game, so excited for the sequel. South of Midnight got announced today in the Xbox presentation. I don't think we cover it. We didn't see enough to be able to judge but it looks really neat, uh, set in the south. Uh, looks with almost like a slightly claymation animation style, which looks really neat. Clockwork Revolution, which looks to be, it kind of shares a style uh, with Bioshock Infinite, but it's not Bioshock Infinite. But it's a lot of time travel mechanics in it, where apparently you can go back in time and change the past and change the world around you. And finally, Sonic Superstars. Oh, I was under the impression that the little blue black bastard was dead, but apparently not. <laughs> Sonic looks really good, yeah. Yeah, they're doing a 2D Sonic. I hope can handle the co-op okay. I heard it's using... Yeah. That's the only thing I'm really worried about, but... I heard it's using Genesis physics. Yeah, yeah, they've done a few, like, like comparison shots, and it's crazy just how alike they are to the old game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a huge spoiler, because I thought he was dead. I really did. I thought I thought he got murdered. The last I heard, Sonic was dead. Yeah. So... I know. Maybe this isn't really Sonic. It's not Sonic. It's a clone. It's not Sonic. Yeah. I mean, that's a sound like something would happen in some fan art. Um, anyway, does anyone else have some games that they like to mention that they saw this week that caught their attention? So many of mine actually are in our coverage. Um, I think one one offhand. Which makes sense. Yeah. Like one I saw that I don't think is, I think it's really just kind of an exploration puzzle game uh, is Europa. I mm-hmm. forgot which showcase that was in. It might have been Guerrilla Collective, but it it looks like. I don't want to compare everything to Breath of the Wild, but like it, it does look like one of those big open worlds. But it's it's very cartoony. It has a very like Studio Ghibli vibe to it. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't know what you do besides like fly around and solve puzzles, but it's so pretty. Um, What's wrong with flying around and solving puzzles? Yeah, 
No, it's my favorite games. Mm. Yep. <laughs> and it takes place uh, in terraformed Europa. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's why it's called that. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't I don't read those theme descriptions, okay? I was just I was just looking at the screenshots. So yeah. That that's that's my pick besides some of the other like a lot of things otherwise that caught my eye we already talked about today, but just what you want to hear from your editor in chief. I don't read the articles, I just look at the screens. No, no, no. Don't miss don't misquote me. He gets a lot of press release stuff. I know. I'm coming up with an excuse for you. God. Um I was a big fan of the first game. I'm actually really excited for Alan Wake too. Mm-hmm. I loved yeah. Alan Wake. Um, I don't know if I don't know if you did this when I played it. I played it last year. I downloaded a trainer which gave me unlimited batteries, and it improved the game so much it's scary. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see how they handle the flashlight in this new one. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I'm really looking forward to that. I don't know. It kind of tickles my mystery loving genes. I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I love the music of Remedy Games. They they work with a band yeah. called Poets of the Fall. Um, who are in game? They're the they're the in game uh, gods of New Asgard. Um, they're an actual band, and they're so damn good. They're like a I think they're a Finnish kind of heavy rock band. I love them. I just love them so much. They do this like big operatic rock, uh, and it's it's so cool. Oh, uh, Prince of Persia. Yeah, Prince of Persia. Mm-hmm. They're actually going like old school style with it too. I loved that. You know the the kind of platforming. Yeah, yeah. That was the first pre- the first uh, first uh, trailer of uh, the Summer Game Fest. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the art style was pretty cool. And I think it's being done by the Rayman team. So oh, Ooh, okay. really cool. The Rayman Origins team. So that could be really, that's what I heard. I didn't confirm that. So someone can yell at me, but if so, then that's guaranteed banger right there for me. Oh yeah. I, I agree. That's, that. that's some good looking stuff right there. Yeah. Uh, for me, I just want to give a quick shout out to all my city building games. <laughs> there were some cool ones. <laughs> so many. Yeah. And you know, one, one of my best friends is completely uh, obsessed with city skylines. And so yes. we got a really pretty trailer for the second game in that mm-hmm. series. Oh, I didn't see they posted a new trailer. Okay. Yeah, yeah they posted a new mm-hmm. trailer. And every single time I see anything from city skylines, I immediately think, I cannot believe how bad EA fumbled the ball when it came to SimCity. Right. I'm so happy how they picked up the slack, city skylines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am too. I don't yeah. play SimCity anymore, although I bought a fantastic shirt from uniqlo a few weeks ago that I love you didn't one you didn't i love Ooh. it oh yeah yeah i got that same shirt like the the <laughs> such, such a good shirt uh-huh. oh my god can we get a picture of you two wearing the shirts together well, yeah, we gotta get together to first. yeah let's meet up <laughs> i'd be a fan of that at some point this summer yeah uh, i guess we'll see yeah i had one other one uh it was during the wholesome direct there's a game called kato like cat o but i think it's supposed to be pronounced like gato like spanish for cat Although the description yeah. on Steam describes it as cat plus toast equals canto equals buttered cat paradox. I don't know. Uh, Anti-gravity bread emoji, cat emoji, it, puzzle it emoji. Like, it's like a side-scrolling thing where you play this cat, but he's like buttered and stuff. So he can like slip and slide through like tunnels. And I don't know. It's it's a weird looking puzzle game, but also the idea of a cat like flattening itself and like squeezing through spaces is like what a real cat does. They, they don't actually yeah, be buttered point. for that. But uh I don't know. It looks funny. Okay, just so you know, I, I tried looking up what you just said, and I typed in cat plus toast. And the first story that came up was <laughs> a black kitty called Burnt Toast stuns owner by dragging a beheaded alligator into their Wisconsin home. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Wisconsin. Appar- huh. Yeah, apparently in Wisconsin, this this mm-hmm. black cat just dragged in an entire alligator head. What the hell is an 
I'm like a head coming from in Wisconsin. That's that doesn't something. seem like the right know. habitat for an alligator. Yeah. Apparently, Toastwood looked very, very pleased with himself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. Yeah. That's a powerful cat. Good kitty. Yep. Good, good kitty. Oh. Um, that was it. T- Fields and Mistria. That was the like fantasy star looking, adorable kind of anime sim game sort of. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a farming game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That was my of, other one. <laughs> yeah. A lot of Harvest Moon likes this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very um, much. Yeah. I mean, Mar- there's a reason for that. Um, Harvest Moon is a very popular game for a reason. Anyway, we are running very late, so let's wrap it up here. Uh, if you are looking for a way to support us here at RPG Fan, and God knows after the last week, we could use your support because we are tired. Um, we have opened a store. You can find it at www.rpgfan.com shop. Uh, we have our 25th anniversary merchandise there if you'd like to check out some of that. Um, I'm a fan. It looks really, really cool. Uh, if you are curious about our 25th anniversary logo, it's up there in the top left-hand corner of the website. If you want to support us here at Random Encounter, you can do so by checking out our past episodes. The last episode we talked about uh, specifically some of the other game shows that happened earlier. So if you missed that news, check out our last episode. Um, and next week, well, two weeks from now, we're coming We're coming in with a, a very hot episode. I'll just say it because by then, embargo aside, it's going to be about, you know... It's going to be about Yakuza. Um, anyway, no, I'm kidding. It's going to be about another another game that came out uh, that everyone loves. Um, there's also Retro Encounter, which is RPG fans' podcast of many topics. Uh, they just finished talking about Lost Odyssey. And next up, there's going to be a special episode, which is going to be featuring... It's, it's for RPG fans' 25th anniversary, and it's going to be featuring uh, the panel's favorite 25 RPG moments. So that will be super fun to listen to. We also have Rhythm Encounter, which is RPG Fans' music podcast. Our next episode features uh, Hillary Hosted. I was on it, and I'm really excited. I just finished editing it. Turned out really, really well. Oh, yeah! And it is focused on, yeah, it's focused on musical games. Um, it might have my favorite opening outtake that I've ever put in there. Oh, no. So, uh, <laughs> oh, is 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 a dandy. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, so, yeah, please check that out. That will be out next Monday. If you'd like to get in contact with us here at Random Encounter, you can fire us off a message at podcastrpgfan.com. I would adore to hear from you if you have any comments or any games that were featured in Naughty 3 that you'd like us to talk about. Please fire me off a message. I'd love to get it. Uh, If you'd like to send me an email, you can do so at jloganrpgfan.com. You can also find me at Mastodon at johnologan at mastodon.social. I'm not the only person on this podcast with a social media presence. Why don't we find out where we can find Mike? Nowhere. No. Um, you technically can, but I the best way is actually just email. So Mike at RPGFan.com. Cool. Hillary. Um, email is the best way for me too. It's reliable. So Hillary A at RPGFan.com. Awesome. Alvin. Um, I'm unfortunately on Twitter still at R-A-R-U-T-O-S Robertos. Cool. And Steph, where can we find you online? You're one of your many sources. Yeah, I'm like everywhere online. Look me up as a dice SMS. Cool. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, please share it with your friends to help us get the word out there. You can also rate us on iTunes or your other podcast player of choice. Leave us a review. I'd love to read it. Um, I want to thank all of you for joining me on tonight's episode. Oh my God, this has been so much to, absor- uh, to watch, absorb, take in, and mm-hmm. then talk about over the last week. It's not even done yet, but thank you so much for giving me your Sunday night. I really, really appreciate it. No, thank, thank you. you. It was fun this. to talk about it all. Yeah, yeah this is fun. Yeah. Um, well, thank, 
I honestly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Uh, and thank you, all of you out there listening. Uh, and, uh, you know, this has been a big week, a lot of news, a lot of big games coming up in the near future. So we'll be featuring a lot of them on the episode. So, you know, keep listening and uh, remember whatever you're playing, have fun. <laughs>